Welcome to this episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. This episode is sponsored by GameStrat. If you're in need of a sideline replay system, check out GameStrat. They have the fastest sideline replay system on the market and provide 24-7 support. And their system can be used with multiple sports like football, basketball, and volleyball. I know Coach Rodriguez uses it at East Bay and it helped them with the winning season last season. We at Lafayette are excited this upcoming season to use it and to put it to good use on our sidelines. Bottom line, making in-game adjustments equals winning more games. So go check out GameStrat on Twitter, at GameStrat underscore. Again, check them out on Twitter, at GameStrat underscore, or on the web at www.gametimestrategy.com. Episode two of the Mesh Point podcast. Uh, tonight we have uh, Coach Frank LaRosa uh, from East Bay High School uh, down in the Tampa area. And, and Coach, we're excited to have you tonight. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, I know it's a busy time of the year for you. And I, if I remember, Tony told me you had a new one, new one floating around the family there. But uh, but but Coach, tell us about your background and, and kind of why you got into coaching football. Um, I'm uh, originally born and raised in New York. Um, I've loved football my entire life. Um, <clears throat> long story short, without boring anybody and making sure you get uh, some viewers for the next episode, uh, just kind of uh, I've always been a football fan, loved it all my life. Um, played in high school uh, on Long Island, and uh, then I went to Ithaca College, which is just south of Syracuse in New York. Um, mm-hmm. Got a degree in sports medicine, and I uh, chased that down to Florida. Um, and then once, uh, once I got down here in the Tampa area, I um, uh, met up with uh, uh, Coach Brian Thornton, who uh, Tony played for in high school and uh, uh, we both coached for as assistants. And uh, the rest is really history. I never thought I wanted to teach and coach, but uh, fell in love with both of them once I was able to dip both feet in. That's awesome, Coach. What do you, what do you teach, if you don't mind me asking? I taught uh, biology my first four years teaching okay. and then moved down to uh, PE. And now I'm, uh, I'm a health teacher and a weights instructor. Gotcha. Yeah, I teach uh, health and PE too here in Virginia. So I, I can understand what you're going through. <laughs> um, well, Coach, uh, like I said, we're excited to have you on. Um, why don't you tell us some things you do with your players that maybe other programs in your area aren't doing? You know, some things that kind of set you guys apart. I think, uh, um, you know, one big thing that I think we do is, is I, I, don't, I don't know if it's one single thing, to be honest. Um, I just think that uh, the, the, the word family kind of always comes to mind. And I think a lot of people use that in their football programs or even athletic programs, um, you know, the, the, the feel of family. Um, but I, I really think we're, we're about that. Um, you know, one simple thing is, you know, you can, you can always hear – 
our coaches telling our players that we love them. Um, you know, and, and for some people that's weird. And for some people, you know, they, they understand that the, the time and the commitment and the relationship we have with our players. And uh, we go as far as to even define love um, as sacrifice so that our players understand what, what love really is for us, you know, is, is those guys sacrificing their time and, and the things that they could be doing to uh, either be in the weight room with us or be on the practice field or be at a seven-on-seven -seven tournament in the weekend in the summer. Um, and then the same thing goes with the coaching staff, you know, the, the sacrifice that those guys – um, make to to be at practice and be at workouts and do the things that they do because um, we, we know it's not about money um, you know and, and it can't be about money it can't be about division one scholarships so there, there's more to it um, you know so we, we we do things and we handle ourselves like a family we're we're uh, we're very tight-knit um, you know our, our kids are I don't want to say clicky um, but but our, our football players end up becoming uh, the best friends uh, you know not not just when they play for us but uh, you know, later on, when you when you talk to one of them years after they graduate, you know, they, they know what some of the other football players that they're teammates with are doing, um, you know, and, and, and the relationships that are built with uh, those guys and, and our assistants and our staff um, is special for us. So I think I think the, the culture is really one thing that, that I, I like to think we hang our hat on because um, everybody lifts weights and everybody does seven on seven. You know, so many teams do bonding things and barbecues. Um, and we do all those things, and I'm not minimizing it at all, but uh, um, I, I just think we're, we're really about it. Coach, I'm really glad to hear you say you define love as sacrifice because uh, one of the quests I've had the last two off seasons, just me personally, you know, is trying to find ways to build the relationships with the kids so that, you know, you can coach them hard. They can see you as uh, a human, you know, not just a coach. You have a family. You know, you do things outside of, of football. And and I think when you can coach the heart, at the end of the day, those kids will do literally everything for you. Like you said, they'll take time out of their weekend to sacrifice from maybe going to see a movie or go to the mall or be somewhere to go to a seven-on-seven tournament or go to a team camp you know, and they're generally happy to be with you guys, you know. So, I, I'm – I mean, that's a big takeaway for me, um, and I'm really glad that you, you mentioned that because I think that's a part of coaching the kids today that's that's underutilized. Um, uh, at, least I, at least that's the way I see it. No, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, there, there's countless cliches that come to mind, but, but one that always – it always kind of just keeps uh, being repeated in my head is they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Absolutely. Um, and I just, I just think that, uh, you know, when, when we can understand as coaches that, that it's not about us individually, you know, and it's not about me, it's not about my coordinators, it's not about the position coaches, but it's about the group as a whole. And we believe in that. And I, and I got an incredible staff. Um, I, I think that, that, is is, an, is a great example for our kids, um, and then and then they they pretty much do it there. Um, you know those guys those guys are very selfless. Like they they work hard, um, and, they, and you can tell that they care about each other and the things that they do when they're together. The coach, that's I mean that's awesome. I mean you know and and Tony mentioned in our introductory podcast, you know you guys are really a close knit staff, and 
you know, some of you guys have been around East Bay for a while. And I think that makes a big difference. Like, you know, when you got to go and you got to break film and you got to do those things together, uh, it's nice to be around guys that, you know, have, have the same background and, and ideals that y'all do. And, and also, you know, you're able to have fun away from football together as a staff. I think that's important, you know, up here, like, um, you know, we do some things as a staff uh, around here and bring the families and it's, it's a fun time. So, so I agree with you. It's nice when you have that, you know, that kind of culture around the whole staff, you know, the kids and the staff. Now, one thing, um, uh, I see some of those pictures behind you and, and our listeners won't be able to see the video, but, <laughs> but now, but now I understand you, you know, you put some pictures up in the office there that, uh, you know, you know, with some kids of yours that have moved on, you know, up to play college football. And, you know, I think that's interesting. You know, just talk about that, you know, because I think, you know, we could probably do a whole nother podcast on whether yeah. or not we believe option football kids can move on to play college football. But uh, just talk a little bit about that, you know. So, so when the kids come in, they see past kids, I'm assuming, from the program that have, that have gone on. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we've got, uh, um, you know, in, in my office, I've got um, a wall that uh, I've put some pictures of some guys that have gone on and played Division One from our program. Um, and that's that's a big part of uh, a lot of these kids dream about that. And, uh, you know, you can do that from our program. Um, the biggest thing that we always preach is that uh, every one of those kids got to where they got through hard work. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't just wish, wishing and hoping. Um, really just sweating and working. So uh, that's a big thing that we try to use uh, uh, as, as ammo for us, especially. Awesome. Yeah, well, I think it's neat, you know, when you got younger kids coming in and, uh, you know, with everything that kind of goes on with the landscape of uh, high school football, uh, you know, you can they can come in and see, you know, kids that have been through the program that have moved on and, and uh you know, I know you guys, or at least I've seen Tony put out some stuff for those guys to come back and talk to your kids. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we had, a, we had a, one of our um, uh, slots in, a, in, a, in the weight room today from Eastern uh, Michigan. Uh, Bobby was in our weight room today. We were talking to him. It's pretty awesome having those guys come Yeah, it, Yeah, and now I'll, I'm telling you, that goes a long way. We got a, we got a boy, a, a young man up here who plays receiver at Virginia Tech. Uh, his name is Hezekiah Grimsley. And uh, – He's uh, he was a freshman last year, be a sophomore, and he comes into our weight room. I mean, he goes to our locker room. He changes, he dresses out, he gets right in line with our kids, like you know nothing. You know, he's not over in the corner or doing his own thing. He's right with our kids, and I mean, it's big for our kids. I mean, they love it, you know, to see him right in the mix, you know, right in there lifting with them and talking to them. So that goes a long way. I mean, a long way. Um. But speaking of weight room, Coach, you know, maybe give us a snapshot into your off-season weight program and how you organize that and what you kind of emphasize because I, I know you, you're a big weight room guy. We are. I mean, uh, the, the thing is uh, you got more off-season than you do season. So, uh, you know, you spend a lot more time with, with the kids in the off-season. And uh, I think it's really important to, to – um, periodize it out so that, uh, you know, hopefully you're making the gains. And, and, and number one, you know, you, you want them to uh, try to be injury-free the best, best you can and keep them, uh, keep them healthy. But then you want to also make the improvements from there. 
Um, you know, we're, we're no different than a lot of guys. We beg, borrow, and steal. Um, yeah. We've sat in on a bunch of clinics, uh, um, you know, strength and conditioning coaches. I always seem to find my way towards those guys when, when if we're on a visit somewhere or if I'm taking a kid somewhere. I'm just trying to pick their brain for the, thing, the new things that are coming out and the things that they're doing. Um, but, uh, you know, our, I, think, I think we made a major jump a couple of years ago. And, and I had a couple of the guys, and, and Coach Rod was one of them. Uh, come over, and uh, you know nothing that uh, some food and some drinks couldn't couldn't help entice uh, <laughs> them. But um, we, we, created, we created some uh, um, some record keeping boards that we keep in the weight room, and we divided the the off season team into three teams. And I had coaches draft the teams, and we, you know without getting too much into the specifics, um, you know we we monitored what they did in the weight room, what they did in the classroom as far as academics. Coach, piggybacking on that uh, last question, how are you able to teach our, our current generation of kids with an option football, uh, particularly down there where seven-on-seven -seven travel stuff uh, is big and, and uh, the me culture? I think that it plays into that selfless mentality, that team mentality. Um, you know, it, you don't know who's going to get the football. Um, you know, the defense kind of dictates that a little bit with how they play it. Um, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, and we try telling our kids is no matter what, the, the best athletes are going to be on the football field. And, and if you want to go as far as to, you know, talk about recruiting or how can guys in triple option offense play in college, well, it's, it's real simple. College coaches aren't stupid. The, be the best athletes are going to be the ones on the football field getting the football. Right. Right. Um, if, if you're not giving that kid the football, he's probably not that much of a football player for you unless he's 6'4", 305 and, and has right. a heck of a kick set. Right. Um, if, if you're a skill kid and you're worth it in high school, you're probably getting the football at some point, no matter right. what, whether you're you know a four-star corner or you know just the everyday uh, uh, running back. Um, if, if you're worth your salt, you're getting the football in your hands at the high school level. No doubt. I mean, we're – you know, we're in the business of wanting to win some games, right? So you want to put the, the guys that can that can give you that opportunity, put the ball in their hands. And that, you know, I think that's where, you know, uh, option football can help you, you know, because you can get multiple kids' balls uh, you know, during games and things. Um, so, and, and speaking of that, why, why did you um, – why did you uh, incorporate option football – you know, into your program when you took over as head coach. As head coach, um, probably hear my ten month old. Yeah, he's, yeah. No, you're head coach. That's all right. He's uh, <laughs> uh there. Hey, fired up to listen to dad talk a little ball. You know. Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> you know, when you when you came in as the head coach, um, you know what? Why did you incorporate option into your program? You know, I mean, you could have gone any direction, really, right? Um. You know, what'd you make, uh, what, what made you stick with running the option? You know, because I know in the past there at East Bay, it, it had been that way. Um, just curious, you know, what you what your thoughts were. I, I always want to run the football. And I always want to play great defense. Um, it, it's as simple as that when you talk about philosophy. Um, why option football? Um, I, to be honest, I thought, uh, I mean, I just, I just loved everything about it. I loved uh, – I love that it was finesse. I love that it could be power. I love the, uh, I love, I love the X's and O's side of it, um, the the scheming, 
uh, side of option football. Um, and then again, like I said, you know, when, when you're a team that's a little bit different offensively, teams have to prepare for you different as well. Yep. So seven out of, you know, seven out of 10 weeks, you're preparing for the same two by two, three by one spread set. Yep. You know, I mean, everyone runs smash, but not everyone runs inside view. Right. So, uh, um, you know, from a defensive standpoint, I think it's advantageous to us to be a little bit different because kind of just breaks up that monotony and, and teams really have to do things differently uh, in their practice plan for us than they would maybe other opponents. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that was, uh, you know, that was the reason why we, we did it, you know, um, I was a defensive guy too, and I'm gonna tell you, it gives you fits when you're trying to prepare for it. And you know what amounts three, what, what three days of preparation? You know, um, yeah, absolutely. It's it's tough. I mean, you know, teaching kids to play uh, assignment football, um, you know, and 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 execute the details of your assignment within you know a three day period to prepare, uh, that doesn't include the adjustments that could happen, right? An option to, you know, uh, so that, that makes it tough. And that's why, you know, we want to do it, uh, no doubt. That the main reason. Coach, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I've got my issues figured out now. I'm back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. I was going to, I was going to say, um, both coach, uh, coach and I, we, we coach for a guy named uh, Brian Thornton, man. And he, he ran that wishbone for a long time and had uh, a tremendous success with it. So, I mean, that was, that's a, that's another reason right there. I mean, he, we, we both probably became believers in the option, man, watching that guy operate with and have the success he did, you know, um, one of Frank could talk a little bit about uh, uh, Brian a little bit and, and how um, he had an influence on his, uh, uh, his head coaching career a little bit uh, to this point. Um, <laughs> Your little man back there. Uh, <laughs> he's back. Yeah, he's he, he's uh he's gonna be elusive. He's he's been running away from my wife. Uh, <laughs> little, little so, uh, maybe he will be a skill player. Who knows? Hey, that's great. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Nah, he's gonna have his hand in there. We're 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 not kidding anybody. Uh, <laughs> Brian Brian was Brian was great to me from the jump. Like you know, like I had said earlier, I'd never never really thought about getting into coaching or teaching and. Uh, once I got in, um, I, I loved it from the from the start, and uh, you know he treated me like like his own son. Spent a lot a lot of time with him, um, X's and Owen, and and just really developing the the foundation for our core values and our and, and who we are uh, as a football program. And um, you know the coaches, Tony can tell you, uh, come back to my house on Friday nights, and you know we'll have some food and some drinks, and just get to kind of unwind together a little bit. And we always invite the families back, and uh, that's that's important to me. You know, um, a lot of the wives sit next to each other at the games, and, and those are all things that I, that I stole from Brian because, you know, we, we, with the amount of time that we that we spend away from our families, you know, for for another family, um, yeah. it, it does make it a lot easier to to kind of have the two families uh, mingle a little bit and intertwine so that. Uh, you know, you can kind of have your cake and eat it too. Um, I know that's not the uh, X's nose side of Brian Thornton, but uh, that you know, going back to the culture question, um, that's that's kind of really what shaped me. Um, but from an X's nose standpoint, um, again, it's like what he said earlier. It's just it's such a problem for guys, you know. And and I'm a firm believer that um, you know when 
it neutralizes talent, you know, because you have to be disciplined. And uh, I tell you what, we played against some talented teams, um, you know, when I was an assistant or as a head football coach, teams that maybe were more talented than us, but uh, we were able to get it done, um, you know, because of our scheme offensively. Um, now when you factor in having some athletes in some spots on offense, now look out, you can do some special things. I remember uh, one game we played uh, one of the teams around here. We we didn't pass the ball one time. We must have ran midline like 30 times that game. You know, that's awesome. one of the kids had yeah, one of the kids had 258 yards rushing school record, something like that. I mean, it's a it's awesome, man. When you dial in and start checking things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh man, it's a backbreaker, man. You know, and and the kids are smiling and having fun, and you're having fun. I mean, it's uh. You know, when you get dialed in like that now, it's it's a fun one just to watch it go. Oh, it's had success. And, you know, I've always thought it puts kids in an advantageous position to be successful, you know, because there's different skill sets needed um, and you use more kids, I think. Um, and so it gives those kids a chance to do more or more kids to do more, I guess, really. Um, you know, and I think, you know, I think like you were saying earlier, uh, it creates, you know, kind of that unselfish um, uh, uh, culture around your program, and it kind of becomes infectious, you know. Uh, I don't know if you guys are two platoon or how you split it up, but, you know, I know when, you're, when your offensive kids are, you know, selfless like that, it kind of carries over to other aspects, defense, special teams, you know, hey, just the everyday life. Um, and, and it makes for some fun times, you know, particularly with young high school kids because let's face it, I mean, you know, we're trying to mold them and build them up to make them young men so when they go out and whatever they're going to do when they graduate, they're successful. Um, and I, I just think option football kind of adds to that, you know, not that it's the only thing, you know, or the only way to do it, but I, I just believe in that. No, absolutely. I mean, if you're in a pro-I and you're giving the running back your tailback 30 carries, well – you know, that's, that's, that's 30 carries and 30 touches someone else is not getting. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and it kind of touches on, I always think about, uh, you know, having met Jim Harbaugh and talking to him about uh, football in general and, and things. And one thing that he said that kind of stuck with me was the fun thing about football is it's usually a bigger group, one of your bigger sport, uh, bigger number teams, you know, having however many on the roster. He goes, sure makes winning fun when you got that many more people to – uh, uh, celebrate with, you know, and it kind of always yep. sticks in my head, you know, and the same thing, you know, when you look at it from an offensive standpoint, when, when you're in that type of offense and that style of offense and you're successful with it, well, it took everyone to be, to do their job, to be successful. Even if you weren't the guy, you know, if you're not the dive back, I mean, you can be the, 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 the wing or the slot, you know, loading on a linebacker. And that was just as important or carrying a fake out is just as important. Um, and that's what makes it that much more fun, in my opinion. Yeah, Coach, I agree. I mean, I think that's, you know, that's fundamentally – that's that's fundamental. I mean, that's that's the, the great thing about it. And, and, you know, the other thing, too, we always think about is, you know, football kind of kicks off your year, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know for your school. And uh, if you think about it, you know, uh, the way – at least the way we experience it up here – the way football goes is kind of the way the whole school goes, you know, and uh, the excitement around it, uh, you know, how the season's going to go, um, you know, the kids in their jerseys on Fridays walking around the school, 
you know, the community comes out and supports it, and it kind of really just kicks off the whole school year. And, you know, we really believe it's tied to, you know, everything from school spirit and community sport, the discipline in the school to everything, you know. And if you can really establish a good culture and, you know, ha have a have a good program, but it really helps the school as a whole, you know, so. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree 100%. Absolutely. It's unique in that, I think, you know. So a couple more questions, Coach, because I know you got a young one there that's, that's wanting some. Uh, no problem. Um, but, you know, like I talk all the time about, you know, kind of finishing things up. I'm a big history guy, you know. Uh, I'm interested in hearing, like, so, so I, I, you know, I give Tony a hard time sometimes, but, <laughs> but I'm interested in hearing the, the history behind, you know, East Bay from a wishbone team to a flexbone team to now being, you know, running that stuff out of the gun and kind of what your thoughts are on how things have evolved that way. You know, just from a historical perspective for your for your school. Well, we were shoot, we I guess uh, East Bay was full wishbone triple option from 1995 to 2010, and then uh, when I took over in 2011, um, I, I wanted to kind of divorce myself from the formation, not necessarily the identity of the offense. Yep. So we yep. moved those guys to the wings and. We were flex bone and didn't really know what we were doing and just kind of having spread. some fun and going by yeah. the seat of our kids. Yeah, it's uh, like, you know, it's like Yeah, those kids, man, they were fired up, man. They're like, woo, we're out of the backfield. We're up here. We can get out here and do a little work. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we, we, we got out of a tight end set and had two split ends, so we called it spread option. Um, there you go. You know, we uh, – um, Shoot, it wasn't until Coach Rod got on that we knew what the smash concept was. <laughs> um, we're, we're in a district tiebreaker against uh, an incredibly talented Plant City team in 2013, and he's on the headset like, run smash, run smash. <laughs> we're killing these guys at midline. Shoot, we threw smash and scored the game-winning touchdown, won the district championship on that. So we, it's, it's always kind of ironic and, and kind of funny how that happened. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and then we, we started to transition – to, uh, to the gun about, uh, I'd say about two years ago. Um, we kind of started that transition. Uh, the fall, this past fall, 2017 was the first full season in the gun. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I wonder if that has more to do with, uh, you know, trying to fool the fools and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, trying to maybe keep some kids in the area. Um, yeah. But, uh, again, like I said earlier, we, we want to run the football. We want to beat you up. We want to play great defense. That's, yeah, that's well, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways to skin a cat, and like I said, I'm I'm kind of more interested in the evolution of it, really, um, because when you go out and see the landscape, you see high school teams that are like you said, they were too tight wishbone, you know, they do well, and then you got flexbone teams, and then you got you know gun option teams, and, and everybody's you know having a good success with all of it, you know, and so. Uh, like you said, run the football, options, option, no matter what formation you're in, and be disciplined and, and play hard, and you're going to give yourself a pretty good chance, you know. That's yeah. it. I, I, we always talk about touches, you know what I mean? We've got some pretty good – always some pretty good athletes that have come through, and, and we're trying to get them the ball, you know. We don't want you to split you out there at wide receiver and throw you the ball maybe once a game. Right. We're trying to get the ball in your hand, you know. Yep. Me and Coach are talking about that today a little bit. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Yeah, it's important to get, you know, like you said earlier, you got to get the ball into the guys that are going to make plays for you. And, you know, involving those guys makes a difference, you know. Um, I mean, when I was coming through, man, those guys were wide blocker. That's what they were. Yeah. You yeah. know, you could have thrown a right tackle out there at wide out when I played high school yeah. football. And that, that was the same, you know, they'd have got the same job. They'd have done the same thing, you know. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered. Um, and so, you know, you're able to incorporate some things with – with some kids and some athletes in your area, I think makes a difference, you know, gives them a purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, the thing is, uh, you know, we, we always, you know, we talk about with like our X's and Y's, like, you know, no, no block, no rock, you know, you, um, you guys want, you want the ball thrown to you, but I mean, there's, there's going to be more plays where you don't get the football than when you do. So, you know, you, you've got to do your job and you've got to be unselfish out there to play for us. But, again, it goes back to having that selfless mentality no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny you said that, that no block, no rock. I was listening to a coach a couple of years ago talk about uh, how, how they really took the, the blocking aspect for the receivers um, – and because it was one of the things they didn't really like to do the most, you know, they tried to find ways to make it more interesting, more fun for them with the drills. They would show them, you know, they'd come in and show like a, a cut up of like uh, NFL and college receivers, like, you know, just making dominant run blocks, you know, freeing guys or running downfield and getting an extra hat on a safety. And, you know, they, you know, they, they talked about, um, you know, you know, with those guys, uh, making it more fun and stuff, and and they kind of took on that mentality, like where the, you know, hey, we want to get our own highlight. Well, we're down the field, yeah. really pounding on a guy and freeing up a touchdown, and you know, and then and then the O line coach started talking about, well, yeah, you know, that's what we do because you know our guys love to run block, uh, but they're you know they're not as they don't love to pass block as much. It's not as fun for them, so they kind of do the same thing, and then. You know, then the receivers and O linemen who typically have a little bit of a divide. You know, just the natural thing there. A little bit. Uh, yeah, just a little one. You know, um, you know they're looking at each other on film, going, "Man, you know that's an awesome block," or "Hey, that's a, you know that's a great pass block." You clean that pocket up so the quarterback could get me the ball, and it was a little bit more of a, you know, of a tight knit group there. So I, I think you're that's a that's a neat. I like that word. I'm gonna take that. You know, no block, no rock. I like that. <laughs> I don't know where we stole it from, but I, I, I didn't make it up, that's for sure. Well, I'm stealing it from you, Coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coach, you were, you were asking him about – did you get a chance I, – I, um, I got logged off, I didn't know. Did you get a chance to ask Coach about uh, teaching the youth of today? Yeah, we, we talked about it. Um, okay. You know, I don't know if it got recorded, so so maybe – No, it's okay. You know, um, you know I, I hit the record button on my end sort of after I realized you were gone, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's probably a chunk of stuff that we might be we might be missing, but uh, yeah, we talked about it and you know just you know about about how um, you guys are trying to kind of wade through the the seven on seven travel stuff and the me culture and I you know it's like I was telling him it isn't just there you know it's just not there it's everywhere you know and uh, yeah but yeah we we talked about it. And uh, coach did a good job of explaining it. <laughs> uh, good deal. Yeah, we're, we're experts at this. <laughs> yeah. So one more time, coach, tell me you what brought you to Florida from New York? I was uh, um, at an internship with the uh, 
Tampa Yankees, uh, which I got my degree in sports medicine. Right. Um, I, I originally wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon and saw all the money that high school coaches made. So I, I, I got rid of my face to be a doctor to be a high school football coach. Oh, um, and then, uh, you know, once, once I was done with that, um, I just lived I, – I, I lived uh, four miles from the school – um, so, uh, it just kind of was, you know, I wanted to get back into it and, and just be around it. And, and at first it was just taking care of some injuries and help however I can. And, uh, when, when I spoke to coach Thorne and he saw that I knew a little bit of football, um, it, I, I went from being an athletic trainer to being a linebacker coach. So, uh, a couple of days later, um, that's, that's kind of how it all started. That's awesome. That's a, that's a quick transition right there. That's, uh, yeah. Wow. So that's, that's great. Well, it's good that, uh, you know, he saw that in you and, you know, you were able to come aboard and, you know, help the guys there and help the kids there. And then of course, you know, eventually transition into the head coach. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time. I, you know, I think it's important that we can get Tony and I can get out to the, to the listeners, you know, things about, you know, from different places in the United States that, you know, that are, that are running option schemes, but it's also about like how you're running your program in relation to that, you know, like how you're fitting it all together and, and giving some coaches, you know, around the area that are maybe, I don't know, I want to say hesitant in starting it or, or trying to, to establish it, but, you know, it just reassures people that, Hey, you know, if you're thinking about it, you can put it in, you can be successful and here's why, you know, um, right. I appreciate you taking the time to do that with us tonight. Uh, you know, particularly with that young one running around. <laughs> yeah. no, I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, you got to talk about your wife a little bit, man. How how great she is, man, and allows you to do what you do. You know. Oh man, she's. Uh, I don't want to steal Kevin Durant's. Uh, you're the real MVP, but uh, <laughs> she's the one that lets me do all this. That's for sure. Like she's. She's chasing after him, whispering, um, trying trying to make sure that he's he's not being too loud, to getting in the middle of what we're doing. But uh, um, no, nah, she is. Uh, I I'll kick my coverage, I hit a home run, whatever. Please, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. She, she's awesome, and uh, you know, have, both of us having that old school, traditional Italian background. Um, it, it wasn't hard for me to use the uh, family side of football to lure her in. And, uh, and she loves it. She she loves wearing her East Bay gear and yep. loves Friday nights in the football stands. And, uh, you know, my son at, at a couple months old had his East Bay onesies that were custom made. And uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a football family, whether we like it or not. And uh, my wife makes it happen, that's for sure. Yeah, I tell you, man, you you know, Tony and I mentioned it before. You, you know, the behind every good coach is a better wife, no doubt. No question. Absolutely. And, uh, hey, hey co- coach, coach, when he um, when he uh, they first started dating, though, he had a, he had a warner about me. <laughs> <Get him. laughs> hey, I, I do have a good story about that. So, uh, so my my phone was, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of corny. I had uh, I had given all my coaches like the uh, the, the whistle ringtone when they texted me, and. Um, all of a sudden, one night, it's just whistle after whistle after whistle after whistle. <laughs> and my wife was just like, what is going on? 
And I'm like, oh, that's Tony He's just talking some offense. I'm sure there's you know 400 text messages or something. <laughs> so uh, he, he he's the reason that my phone is constantly on silent. Like it's never on ring. Um, it'll still buzz because that's what it does when it's on silent. Yeah. Um, there's multiple buzzes in a row. My wife knows it's Tony. Um, so it's kind of makes like. You know, does his wife approve of you guys talking this late? You know, she'll play and joke because they're friends as well. Right. Um, um, but uh, it's it's all in good fun. Uh, you know, and it's just uh, I like to I like to laugh at Tony about that one. Yeah. Nah, look, look, Tony, man, your passion shows uh, uh through because like you know, you and I'll be up talking about something random at like eleven, and I'll go to bed right, just fall out in bed. I'll wake up in the morning about six. And the, there's like 53 messages, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, holy cow, man, you know? Like, how does he stay? You know, like, I literally, with the phone in my hand, just like fall asleep, you know? And he's just banging it out, dude. And, I, you know, your passion shows, Tony, man. I, I you know, I, I think that's one of the great things about you, man. Like, you. Uh, I appreciate it, man. You got to up your data plans, guys. That's all. He's you know. Not, uh, <laughs> He, he's a football junkie, but he's, he's he's an even better guy. That's why I try to keep keep him as happy as I can. Give him some athletes on offense, and I might have Tony another year. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think yeah, uh, I think East Bay holds a, holds a special place for him, so I think you're good to go there. But uh, oh yeah, but like I said, Coach, man, I you know I really appreciate you coming on with us. You know, it's. Uh, it's fun to be able to talk with people from, you know, different places, different walks of life and, you know, the, their, their journey and how it's kind of weaved into this thing. And, uh, you know, really with coaching, it, it becomes a really, really small world. You know, people don't realize that, you know, like, you know, we, we've never met before tonight, coach, but, you know, I can tell real quick that you're a good guy and a good coach and, you know, it, it kind of goes around like that, you know. Um, it's a brotherhood. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and you can take the like, you know, like I told Tony, you can take the distance between here and in Florida and shrink it, you know. I mean, just yeah. shrink it right down to nothing, you know. And yeah. uh, it's just neat to be able to talk and and, and fellowship like that. And then, like I said, I I really appreciate it. I wish you guys the best of luck. You know, I'm sure Tony will keep me updated and all that. And uh, you know, like I said, I some of those midnight fire chats. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Something hits my head, something hits his head, and man, two hours later, it's like, whoa, you know? Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. We're not well, the I only ones like that now. There's some other guys on there that go at it, too, now. There's some crazy nuts like us. Oh, no doubt. That's for sure. No question. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, I appreciate you guys having me. That, it was uh, been a blast. Coach, I appreciate it, man. And, uh, you know, the one thing I will say is, when your 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 boy gets older, my my two sons are our ball boys, and and it's awesome on a Friday night, you know. And my oldest is flipping the ref the ball, and he's looking at me like, you know, Dad, that's a nice play, you know. Or what are you doing over there, Dad? <laughs> uh, you know, it's just fun, you know, to be around all that. So, so yeah. I appreciate it. I look forward to it. Yeah, man. So. I think we're going to wrap it up there, Tony. Uh, the one thing you're going to have to help me with. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I hit record on my end, and I don't know how to – you had to help me finish it. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, down here at the very down there at the very bottom. Okay. Uh, where it says share screen chat, and then there's a record. Yep, got it. And it should be in record. Okay. Hey, did you ask? Uh, did you ask Coach uh, uh, about some of the uh, bigger name kids that have come through our program that are playing college ball? Well, no, we well we talked about uh, the pictures. Did you asked about that. But, hey, let's yeah, let's talk about some of the kids, who they are, where they're at. Let's do it. Yeah, we yeah, sometimes because I mean, you know, you hear people talk about, oh, if you want to play college ball, you can't play, you know, you can't play in a triple option offense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just want to talk, co coach, to talk a little bit about the uh, the good news that you can, <laughs> you know, because we got yeah. we uh, we have several kids in, in, in uh, college playing college football uh, today, not just at the Division One, but all the way down to even Division Three levels. I mean. Mm -hmm. our, our kids are a testament. Our program's a testament that you, that you definitely can play at the next level in, within this system. Right. Yeah, we, we touched on uh, – we talked about college coaches watching film, and, I mean, they're, they're looking for your best guys to, to have the football in their hands. Um, you know, we talked about that. And, uh, um, you know, to add to it, you know, specifically, um, we had a running back. Um, you know, he was a – you know, he was a wing back, you know, um, um, Gage Walker, who is a corner at Western Kentucky. And I know one thing that sold a lot of the schools recruiting him was the offensive film. You know, he, he only played one year of defense for us, but uh, um, and, and he's a corner at the next level, signed a scholarship and all that at Western Kentucky. But uh, it was his offensive film that, that really sold a lot of schools on on offering him a scholarship because of the things that they saw him able to do on offense. Um, you know, another one, that, uh, Tony had mentioned him earlier, Bobby Brown. He's a, he's a two-way guy at Eastern Michigan, um, playing in the secondary, and uh, he's, he's going to get a shot to play some wide receiver this fall. Wow. Um, Good-looking kid. He's 6'1", about a buck 80, and can run. Um, you know, those are all things that we did at East Bay. <laughs> uh, but when you look at his highlight tapes, I mean, he's got punt returns, kick returns. He's got um, – They counter off a rocket, baby. <laughs> plays that he made at, at, at receiver on, you know, some nice catch and runs. Um, you know, plays that he made on rocket, on cowboy, uh, you know, counter plays, uh, things he did in the backfield. Shoot, we have a couple of clips on his highlight tape of him uh, at quarterback. Yeah. Um, there's just – Again, in this offense, your athletes are going to have the football. Um, and I think, it, it, if anything, I think it caters to trying to showcase a kid's athletic ability because that's what the colleges are looking for anyways. Um, you know, if you have a big gangly quarterback just dropping back and passing a lot, um, and I'm not, you know, throwing shade on passing teams, but, you know, your route and maybe your catch is all you can showcase. But right. you've got kids that showcase their hips and speed and, and, and true athletic athleticism. Um, in my opinion, and I know I'm biased, but our offense can, can show all of that because those are the kids we want to put on their hands. Now you got KJ too, Coach. Yep, uh, KJ Sales. He's uh, starting. This will be his uh, third year as a junior at North Carolina, and um, you know he's a starter at corner um, at North Carolina, and he uh, um, uh, he played a little bit of option quarterback as a ninth grader on the JV. <laughs> Um, yep. You know, before he, you know, and then his started uh, both ways uh, his senior year. Um, and the same thing. I mean, he's another kid that was uh, very talented athletically and, and uh, you know, played played offense as well. Like full time. We're not talking about just a right. couple plays. Uh, him and Gage were in the backfield together. 
Um, and, and, and those guys were full-time O&D. Like they, they were never off the field their senior year. Um, and then the two guys that were in the backfield with them, the quarterback and the B-back or pullback, both of those guys are at Luther. Uh, yeah, yeah right. Because um, Peyton sent me some film earlier, and, and, and I didn't know that it was y'all's quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was, uh, uh, you know, shoot, he was a conference player of the week uh, uh, one or two weeks this past fall. Um, for, I think he threw for 170 and ran for 190. He had five total touchdowns. He had an incredible game. Wow, that's um, awesome. And, again, you know, option quarterback, you got to showcase those skills every offensive snap. Yeah, I think when he played for us, he almost led the – County and touches the quarterback, you know, that's, that was awesome. He, he was, uh, it was a kid that ended up at Virginia Tech as a quarterback that had more touches than him. He, you know, was second in the county, right. over 100 touches, you know. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think. <laughs> I'll keep you on this thing all night long, Coach. You know me. Coach, I got nowhere to go. I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm just kidding, man. No, look, you, I told you my deal. My wife and kids are up in Rhode Island, man. I'm batching it. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you know, I, that's I, I, got, I got all night. I'm worried about Coach, man. I don't want to keep him away from uh, the little guy. Hey, t- Coach, t- uh, I know uh, we got to wait. You know, you, you told your story on uh, on an introductory podcast or whatever. I was telling Coach, though, about you a little bit. You uh you were a defensive coordinator for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, for a long time. And um, you know, we um you know that's why You started you played at Clemson, you said. Yeah, yeah. I played at Clemson, um and, and we were, you know, like eye option, you know, power, counter toss, uh track. Like Nebraska in the nineties? Uh before that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> Coach, thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, a little, little before that, uh, uh, but, but yeah, uh, you know, and then, and then, um, you know, I coached there, um, and we were uh, very similar. The, uh, the head coach that I coached for there uh, was a position coach when I played, so you know, we were similar there, and then, um, you know, we. I played defense for most of the time there, except for my senior year. And, uh, but yeah, so I, I was the defensive coordinator and, and, um, you know, that's, that's sort of how I got into it, you know, as far as option goes, cause you know, I got smoked. I mean, just undressed and, uh, you know, it just sort of made me realize that, um, you know, whenever, if ever I had an option to an option, no pun intended. Uh, yeah. If I had the ability to, to put it in, man, I was going to do it. So um, you talking about uh, when you coach against like teams like Air Force and uh, yeah, no, I mean Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah, we so we coached against uh, Air Force. We coached against Georgia Southern when Paul was there. Uh, we coached against Rhode Island um, when Stowers was there, and I mean, you know. Stowers and, and Paul put the put the whole thing. You know, they invented it. You know, there at Southern and uh, you know back in the '80s. And I mean, you know, those guys were master technicians. I mean, those kids played hard, and and you were in for a fight. You know, and it was going to be if you weren't if you didn't get ready and lace them up. Now they were going to run through you. You know, pretty quick. 
So the kids were right. tough. They bought into it, and uh, you know it was a uh, it was tough, man. It was a tough deal, man. I, I know a lot to you. I mean, we had good success just because you know sometimes you know we had a little better guy over in front of the other guy, you know. But uh, right when they made you play, you know, sound fundamental assignment football, you know, I don't care. I don't care who you have there are going to be times where it doesn't work, you know, because kids just aren't used to seeing it. They aren't used to preparing for it. They think they see something, you know, he's supposed, you know, the end's supposed to close, you know, and he sees it, you know, he tells you, I saw it. I saw him pull it. Well, son, the fullback just ran for 30 yards down the field. Like, well, you didn't, you gotta, you know, you gotta do your assignment. And, and, uh, you know, that was, you know, it forced it forced me to be a better fundamental technique uh, football coach. You know, just you know, by happen to have to do that to right. to try to win. And uh, I think what's cool is, um, you know, with a couple of guys that are currently playing um, in college on the defensive side, um, we've got a corner that's at Cincinnati. Well, they're in the same conference as Navy. So it was interesting hearing from him that week or even afterwards, like how preparation was and how he saw things in practice that he remembered when he played. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, heck yeah. And then, uh, you know, our, our guy that's at North Carolina had to do the same thing against Georgia Tech. Yep. So when he saw that, he was like, Coach, I, you know, I saw big splits. I saw <laughs> Twirl motion. Yeah, uh, man. (laughs) I'll I'll never forget being freaked out when I'm watching the Georgia Tech game and I see him on the nub set. I'm like, oh, man, I hope they don't come back towards (laughs) I know they can. I hope they don't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. It was Yeah, that's an awesome experience, Joe. I know that rocket's coming. It was was, was awesome. There's a lot of words – that I can I can't think of that that yeah uh, it just was so cool to hear from those guys about what it was like preparing truly preparing for that offense at a higher level right. and and and, and it's just uh you you can tell that they and of course maturity factors into it they had a little bit more of an appreciation for that offense um you know especially when it's not just their high school coaches and they're 16 years old and have to hear about it but no now they're 2021. They're hearing from it, you know. Their their assistant coach makes 1.1 million, and he's right. talking about how what an effective offense it is, and you better be sound and disciplined. And they're getting it a whole different way. Uh, and it was cool just hearing hearing from those guys uh, those weeks. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That that's a hell of a, a heck of a story. Hell, I shouldn't have cussed. That's a heck of a story right there. I mean, I mean, really. You know that just puts it right in. That's just full circle, right there. Just brings it all Absolutely. right back there together. And you know, I can just see you sitting on the couch, you know, screaming, "Please!" <laughs> oh yeah. I'm... Or, or or don't cut my boy down, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Don't let him get into your legs. Don't let him get into your legs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bite the neck. Push him feet back. Let's go. You yeah, know. Man. <laughs> um, well, it makes it makes it that much more fun. And uh, you know, I think I think another thing that I really enjoy about the offense is, and I, and you guys are incredibly guilty of this is going back to the brotherhood. Like, you know, when, when you're an option guy, you, you kind of sit back and root for other option guys. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, as soon as USF schedule came out for the fall, I mean, we circled Georgia Tech and Tulane. We're like, man, we gotta go. Yeah. We yep. gotta go to the Georgia Tech game, and we gotta go to the Tulane game. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. um, and that that's fun for me. That that's you know, aside from the X's and O's and the scheming and all that, that's just just uh, that just makes it that much more fun. I think. Yeah, or you you have them recruiters come by and you say, you know, we run the option. And those guys say, oh, option. You know, I ran that 15 years ago when I was a head coach in Tennessee, and da da. We had the assistant coach in our field. I was doing that. Yeah, talking about how <laughs> kicked his butt and how how when they were using it, they were kicking other people's butt. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's it. That's the key to life, man. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it is. I mean, I I love it. I do. I mean, you know, and it's one of those things I think where, uh, you know, I don't want to say. Well, I don't want to say it's under attack. That's not the way I'm trying to say it. But my point is, is it's not in vogue. That's uh, right. Not sexy. It's not the end thing. And and for us, you know, for us guys, you know, we we're like pushing for it to be in vogue, you know. <laughs> and so we're, you know, you're sitting back, just kind of sitting smug, watching some of these teams, and you know, be be successful, and you know, like watching Kennesaw in the in the national semifinals this year, oh, yeah. FCS. Man, I mean, you know, I'm sitting back smiling, you know, going. I tweet out on Twitter every kid I can find. You know, hey, turn it on ESPN. Watch a little, watch a lot of football, right. man. These guys might win a national championship. You know, and, and they're like, coach, man, you don't ever stop. I'm, nope, I don't. You know, <laughs> or when Georgia Southern went into the swamp and beat Florida. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yep. that's awesome. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, those are not those kids are not getting recruited the same. Uh, no, so, no, you're exactly right. You know, the way they did, like that's. How do you not root for that? You know, yeah. I mean, you know, mm. a, a buddy of mine was up here at ODU, um, local high school guy here, the very, very, very successful, and then and then went into the college ranks after he retired. And uh, you know, he they played Georgia Southern. Uh, it was ODU's. I think it was their fourth or fifth year. Uh, they were in the national semifinals, and Southern came up here, and I mean, just ran inside veer mid triple to the boundary and wore them out you know and he's you know he didn't have much hair left and what he had he pulled out and you know he's talking about it not I, I didn't i couldn't help him man i started chuckling you know and uh, he's like well you know what's so funny and i said well you know coach that's why we run that stuff man you know yep. yeah you know so. i always get a kick out of seeing the teams we're going to play uh warming up pre-game you know what i mean what our offense is you know it looks like a little scout team. It's always it's always so funny, man. I want to tell you, I, I don't know if I want this to get out or not, but I tell you, <laughs> man, we, we get up in that booth, man. We watch that like crazy just to, <laughs> just to kind of get an idea, man, because, you know, we've talked several times. Who knows how somebody's going to defend you, you know? That's right. Uh, we get up there and look and see, hey, how they're lining, you know, we're – <laughs> we're like, hey, what you know, what are they yeah. doing over there? You know, <laughs> what, you know, to the to the point where I think some teams they just don't even do it anymore. They're like them guys, man. They're over there past the fifty, trying to look and see what we're going to do. You know, yeah, yeah guys sitting you know? on the bench looking over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that man, me. Like, I need a drink of water. Let me sit back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I get in the huddle if they let me, man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these guys, they just they just shake their head at us because I mean, you know, it's. We're we're fortunate the district up here. I mean, it's real competitive and and like the school I'm at now, they were they were successful way before I got here. I mean, I think 
I think they this is this will be I think when we start district play, I think it's 58 wins in a row or something like that wow. in the district. And uh, but the coaches are pretty, you know, I mean, as much as we want to beat each other, we're pretty good with each other as far as that goes. And so, you know, they, they we're over there poking and prodding and looking around. The you know the guys are shoulder to shoulder. We're looking around, jumping up and down, trying to see what we can see over there. And they're just throwing their hand up like, "Come on, man!" You know, <laughs> you know, game's gonna start in twenty minutes. You'll figure it out. You know, so, right? But I don't know. It's just fun. Just yeah, fun. it is. So good stuff. And that's gonna wrap this episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. Again, I'm Matt McLeod. You can follow me on Twitter at Run the Triple. Again, on Twitter at Run the Triple. You can also find me on FlexboneNation.com. I run a blog there about option football. And we also have a forum where you can connect uh, with coaches across the country. Hey, Tony, why don't you tell us how we can get in touch with you on social media? All right, guys, go to Three Face Football on Twitter at Three Face Football, and uh, you'll you'll be able to follow my account and. Um, the cool thing about it is, is every Monday we do something called Mesh Point Monday, and basically I'll post out four questions concerning a triple option topic. And it's a great opportunity for coaches all around uh, the country and uh, to, to get together and network and, and uh, get to know each other and, you know, we'll talk about some kind of triple option topic. So catch, uh, catch that every Monday, 8 o'clock Eastern. And uh, what you want to do is search the hashtag Mesh Point to see everybody's responses uh, to, to the four questions. Uh, like I said, great, great way to uh, build our networks and, and, and learn some things. It's like an ongoing webinar on Twitter. So it's real cool. Also check out the website, threefacefootball.net. Uh, we've got some cool gear like fear the veer. You'll see in the background here, uh, fear the veer stuff, uh, mesh point gear and, and other things like that. So uh, go check out that website as well.